Anti-Trinitarianism by B.B. Warfield. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Anti-Trinitarianism is the general name for a number of very different views which agree only in rejecting the Christian doctrine of the triune God. This doctrine did not originate in the extra-Christian world, but, with whatever adumbrations in the Old Testament revelation, compare Dorna, System of Christian Doctrine, Edinburgh, 1880, pages 340 and following, was first distinctly revealed in the missions of the Son and Spirit, and first clearly taught by Jesus, compare W. Sanday, The Criticism of the Fourth Gospel, London, 1905, pages 218 and following, and his apostles. It naturally, therefore, as a purely Christian doctrine, had to establish itself against both Jewish and heathen conceptions, and throughout its history it has met with more or less contradiction from the two opposite points of view of modalism, which tends to sink the persons in the unity of the Godhead, and subordinationism, which tends to degrade the second and third persons into creatures. 1. The earliest anti-Trinitarianism. The earliest anti-Trinitarians were those Jews who, in the first age of the Church, were convinced, indeed, that Jesus was the promised Messiah, but in their jealously guarded monotheism could not admit him to be God, and taught, therefore, a purely humanitarian Christology. They bear the name in history of Ebionites. The emanationism of the Gnostic sects, which swarmed throughout the second century, tended to subordinationism, and this tendency is inherent also in the Logos speculation, by which the Christological thought of the Church teachers through the second and third centuries was dominated. The Logos speculation was not, however, consciously anti-Trinitarian. Its purpose was, on the contrary, to construe the Church's imminent faith in the Trinity to thought, and to that end it suggested a descending series of gradations of deity by which the transcendent God, the Father, stretched out to the creation and government of the world, Son and Spirit. This subordinationism, however, bore bitter fruit in the early fourth century in the Arian degradation of the Son to a creature and of the Spirit to the creature of a creature. 2. Monarchianism and other forms to the Reformation. The ripening of this fruit was retarded by the outbreak, as the second century melted into the third, of the first great consciously anti-Trinitarian movement in the bosom of the Church. This movement, which is known in history as Monarchianism, arose in Asia Minor and rapidly spread over the whole Church. In its earliest form, as taught by the two Theodoti and Artemon, and in its highest development by Paul of Samosata, it conceived of Jesus as a mere man. In this form it was too alien to Christian feeling to make much headway, and it was quickly followed by another wave, which went to the other extreme and made the Father, Son, and Spirit but three modes of being, manifestations or actions of the one person which God was conceived to be. In this form it was taught first by Praxius and Noetus, and found its fullest expression in Sibelius, who has given his name to it. The lower form is commonly called Ebionitic, or Dynamistic Monarchianism, the higher, modalistic monarchianism, or, to use the nickname employed by Tertullian, patropassianism. Modalistic monarchianism came forward in the interests of the true deity of Christ, and, appearing to offer a clear and easy solution of the antimony of the unity of God and the deity of the Son and Spirit, made its way with great rapidity, and early in the third century seemed to threaten to become the faith of the Church. 
it was partly in reaction from it that the arians in the early fourth century pressed the subordinationism of much early church teaching to the extreme of removing the son and spirit out of the category of deity altogether and thus created the greatest and most dangerous anti-trinitarian movement the church has ever known the interaction of the modalistic and arian factors brought it about that the statement of the doctrine of the trinity wrought out in the ensuing controversies was guarded on both sides and so well was the work done that the church was little troubled by anti-trinitarian opposition for a thousand years thereafter during the middle ages the obscure dualistic and pantheistic sects it is true held to anti-trinitarian doctrines of god but within the church itself defective conceptions of the trinity resting commonly on a pantheistic basis manifested themselves rather in theological tendencies than in distinct parties for example johannes scotus eregina other tendencies in roscolin and abelard in the great upheaval of the reformation the anti-trinitarianism of the obscure sects came into open view in the anabaptist movement denk hetzer melchior hoffmann david joris johannes campanus at the head of the pantheistic anti-trinitarianism of the reformation era however stands michael servetus and though his type of thought soon passed into the background it was destined to be revived whenever mystical tendencies waxed strong boomer zinzendorf swedenborg meanwhile laelius and faustus sosinus succeeded in forming an organized sect of rationalistic anti-trinitarians who found a refuge in poland established a famous university issued symbolical documents the chief of which is the rakovian catechism sixteen o five and created an influential literature schlichting Vogel, the two krells osterot schmalz wolzogen Vizzuati. three anti-trinitarianism in great britain by the middle of the seventeenth century the sicinian establishment at rakow was broken up but the influence of the type of thought it represented has continued until the present day in transylvania indeed the old unitarian organization dating from the labors of blandrata and david still exists elsewhere anti-trinitarianism has crept in by way of more or less covert innovations representing themselves as liberal and running commonly through the stages of arminianism and arianism to sicinianism in england for example a widespread hesitancy with regard to the doctrine of the trinity was observable before the end of the seventeenth century manifesting itself no less in the high subordinationism of writers like george bull than in the frank arianism of others like samuel clark it was not until seventeen seventy four however that the first unitarian chapel distinctly known as such was founded theophilus lindsay though this type of thought was rapidly permeating the community under the influence of men of genius like joseph priestley and men of learning like nathaniel lardner and before the end of the second decade of the nineteenth century a large body of the foremost presbyterian congregations had become avowedly unitarian a somewhat similar history was wrought out in ireland where after a protracted controversy the synod of ulster was divided in eighteen twenty seven on this question w bruce leading the unitarian party four in new england 
by the middle of the eighteenth century the prevalent attitude of suspicion with regard to the doctrine of the trinity had communicated itself to the new england churches and soon an anti-trinitarian movement developing out of the lingering arminianism was in full swing which from eighteen fifteen received the name of unitarianism the consequent controversy reached its height in eighteen nineteen the date of the publication of w e channing's sermon at the ordination of jared sparks at baltimore and was virtually over by eighteen thirty three the result was a body of definitely anti-trinitarian churches bound together on this general basis whose leaders have illustrated on every possible philosophical foundation every possible variety of anti-trinitarianism from the highest modalism or arianism down and increasingly universally so as time has passed to the lowest Socinianism. five anti-trinitarianism of the present meanwhile the liberal tendencies of modern theological thought have produced throughout christendom a very large number of theological teachers who while not separating themselves from the trinitarian churches are definitely anti-trinitarian in their doctrine of god accordingly although the organized unitarian churches which were earlier not unproductive of men of high quality for example john james taylor james martineau james drummond in england theodore parker andrews norton ezra abbott a p peabody f h hedge james freeman clark in america show no large power of growth it is probable that at no period in the history of the christian church has there been a more distinguished body of anti-trinitarian teachers within its fold every variety of anti-trinitarianism finds its representatives among them the arian tendency is indeed discoverable chiefly in the high subordinationism of men who do not wish to break with the church doctrine of the trinity frank tweston Carnis, meyer beck Doedes, van Oostersee, though a true arianism is not unexemplified de Groot, in sequence to the constructions of kant and his idealistic successors a great number of recent theologians from schleiermacher down have stated their doctrine of god in terms of one or another form of modalism de wetter haser nitsch rother biedermann lepisius fleiderer kaftan though sometimes or of late ordinarily this modalism is indistinguishable from socinianism allowing only a trinity of revelation of god in nature the creation in history christ and in the conscience the church consonant with the general drift of modern thought this recent anti-trinitarianism is commonly however frankly socinian and recognizes only a monadistic godhead and only a human jesus compare a b bruce the humiliation of christ edinburgh eighteen eighty one lecture five james orr the christian view of god and the world edinburgh nineteen o three lecture seven and notes the most striking instance of this bald socinianism is furnished probably by a richel but a no less characteristic example is afforded by w beischlag who admits only an ideal pre-existence in the thought of god for jesus christ and affirms of the holy spirit that the representation that he is a third divine person is one of the most disastrous importations into the holy scriptures End of anti-trinitarianism by b b warfield